Hello there, I'm Kyo Cerrone Beatmaker, and welcome to Lounge Ronin. All things everything. And before we get into it, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe. Ring that notification bell. And if you're new to the channel, please, Leave a comment with your thoughts below. And on this episode, we're going to discuss Adam's first wife, Lilith. Angelic or demonic? Now, I've heard of Lilith before. First time I heard of her actually was, oop, all this happened, little sniffles. Okay, yeah, he's good. <laughs> uh, the first time I heard of Lilith was actually a long time ago, back in my younger days, and uh, I was watching the History Channel, and they actually had a, a little mini documentary discussing... Lilith. And uh, that was the first time I've ever heard uh, of this um, woman. And I found it kind of um, bizarre and strange that supposedly Adam had um, first wife prior to Eve. And there, there are many theories and speculations about her. And we'll, we're going to delve into it. Uh, I, I pulled up an article that will uh, kind of talk about it. And uh, we'll see what kind of, um, what evidence and information the article provides. And uh, I'll share my thoughts and speculations. And please feel free to share your thoughts and feelings in the comments section down below. I would like to say hello to the three people who have decided to join in. I really appreciate you guys for stopping by. Uh, if it's uh, nice and dry in your area, good for you. If not, it's rainy over here. But uh, we're making it through. You know how it is on those rainy days. It can be pretty unmotivating. But uh, let's get into this article. This article was updated uh, April 1st, 2023. Adam's first wife, Lilith, diabolical demoness or the first feminist? Now, hey, don't, don't shoot the messenger here. Don't get mad at me. I'm just reading the title for any of our female viewers who are of the Feminist ideology. Don't attack me. Okay? This is the title. Not me. I'm not even sure if the article is was written by a man or a female. We'll get there. <laughs> Lilith is first mentioned in ancient Babylonian texts as a winged 
female demon that attacks pregnant women and infants. Hmm. From Babylonia, the legend of the Lilith spread to ancient Anatolia, Syria, Israel, Egypt, and Greece. In this guise as a wilderness demoness, she appears in Isaiah 34, 14. Among a list of nocturnal creatures who will haunt the destroyed kingdom of Edom. This is only, this is her only mention in the Bible. But her legend continued to grow in ancient Judaism. Which is, you know, which would kind of make sense as we all know that Christ um, was a Jew. So that would kind of make sense. During the Middle Ages, uh, Jewish sources began to claim her as Adam's bold and independent first wife. But how did Lilith evolve from a being of wilderness demoness into Adam's first wife. Now, picture above is uh, the creation of Eve from the Celestine Chapel ceiling by Michelangelo. Where the story of Lilith, Adam's first wife, began. The story begins at the beginning on the Bible. The creation of humans is described in Genesis 1 and again in Genesis 2. The first account is fairly straightforward. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Genesis 1.27 The second account describes how God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and then created women in the side, not rib, of man. And I'll read here from Genesis 2, 7, 21 to 22. Then the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So, the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man he slept. Then he took from his side and closed up its place with flesh. And from that side, the Lord had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. In the post-biblical period, some ancient Jewish scholars took the stance that Genesis 1.27 and Genesis 2.21.22 describe two separate events. Since it appears that females were created differently in these two accounts. Oh, yeah, actually, you're right. If you, uh, then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils 
the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So the Lord caused a deep sleep and fell upon the man he slept. Then he took from his side and closed upon its place with flesh. And from that side the Lord had taken from the man. He made into a woman and brought her to the man. So in my interpretation, it sounds like he is saying that, that it's saying that um, God created a, a woman from his rib as opposed to from man's. And then he created another one from man's rib. That's how I'm interpreting it. I'm not sure. But we'll continue. Section of a painting of Lilith depicted with a serpent by John Collier, created in 1887. Now, that's interesting. Why would um, there be a photo of Lilith with the serpent? Okay, here we go. was Lilith Adams' first wife. In her Bible review article, Lilith, in the, Oct the October 2001 issue, Professor Janet, Howe Gaines, uh, Professor Janet Howe Gaines explains this reasoning. Considering every word of the Bible to be accurate and sacred, commentators needed a midrash an expressive interpretation to explain the two different views in the Torah's two creation narratives. God created woman twice, once with man and once from man's side. Okay, so there must have been two different women. Okay. So it's almost like a, like a, a gene splicing, the first part, if we were to interpret it in a modern uh, way, uh, God created woman twice, once with man, so gene splicing, uh, and then once from man's side. God, cloning? Would that be, yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be cloning. So there must have been two different women. Yeah, that would that would be cloning. I mean, I'm I'm no, you know, geneticist speculating here. But that's what that's how I would interpret that. Since Adam's since Adam names the second female Eve, Lilith was identified as the first female in order to complete the narrative. Thus, Genesis 127 describes the creation of Adam, an independent, powerful, and unnamed woman who has come to be known as Lilith. The details of Lilith's creation and relationship with Adam are recounted in the Alphabet of Ben Sira, a apocryphal work, excuse me, from the 10th century AD. Dan Ben Amos explains that although this is the first 
extant text that records the full legend of Lilith, her story existed much earlier. In the post-biblical period, Rabbinic sages identify Lilith several times, not by name, but by the title, The First Eve, indicating that her full story was well known in oral tradition. Adam clutches a child in the presence of the child snatcher Lilith. In a fresco by uh, Filipino Lippi at the Balsalic of Santa Maria Novelle in Florence. How was Lilith different from Eve? The anonymous medieval work entitled The Alphabet of Ben Siri relates that God created Lilith from the earth, just as he created Adam. They immediately began fighting because Adam always wanted to be on top of Lilith, and Lilith never agreed to serve. And Lilith never, and Lilith would never agree to serve under Adam. Okay, little spelling typo. Recognizing that Adam would not yield to Lilith, pronounced the ineffable name and flew away into the air taken from the alphabet Ben Siri. Three angles, Snevi, Snevi, and Smuglof, apologies if I'm not pronouncing those correctly, were sent to pursue Lilith, but she fiercely refused to return with them to the Garden of Eden. Three angels. Huh. The Fall of Man, showing the serpent in the Garden of Eden as a woman by Cornelius Van Harlem, circa 1592. Mm. Lilith's Resolve, the story of Adam's first wife. Leave me, Lilith said. I was created only to cause sickness to infants. If the infant is male, I have dominion over him for eight days after his birth, until his circumcision on the eighth day after his birth protects him, and a female for 20 days. The alphabet of Ben Sira. As a compromise, Lilith promised that she saw the angels' names or forms on amulets she would leave the children alone. Excuse me. Lilith also agreed that a hundred of her children, demons, would die every day, but she fiercely asserted the rest would live. Interesting. And the first male had only agreed to serve under the first female half of the time. That is all she asked of him. Lilith would have been Eve. Excuse me, Pablo's sneezing in the background. You good, bud? He's my old Mexican. <laughs> As a comp, oh, you good? Okay, yeah, he's good. All right. 
As a compromise, Lilith promised that if she saw angels, names or forms on amulets, she would leave the children alone. Lilith also agreed that a hundred of her children, demons, would die every day, but she fiercely asserted the rest would live. If the first male had only agreed to serve under the first male, first female half of the time, that is all she asked of him, Lilith would have been Eve. It is better to live outside the garden of Eve than inside without her. Let's be the one who brought us together and taught me to know the goodness of her heart and the sweetness of her soul. Wherever so, uh, where, where's ever, where's over, <laughs> where's over she was, there was Eden, adapted by Mark Twain. Okay, well, this image, we don't see it. But interesting. A little, a little brief history into Eve. Let's see. We still got some time. Where else can we go? You know, I wanted to go here to this one about the alphabet of Ben Siri. And I wanted to see what this individual had to say about it. I guess I'm gonna have to. Oh, doesn't do that anymore. Used to let me click on links right through it, but not anymore. Let me see if I can pull it up. Oh man, I can't wait to do the next live stream. It's gonna be we're gonna talk about Jesus and. Uh, and some very interesting, uh, very ancient uh, little scripture about Jesus. Where is that article? I had it up. Okay, here we go. I wanted to know more about this alphabet of Ben Sira. Because I'm curious as to you know, what would this anonymous text be? And, you know, it's what's so interesting, and I was actually having this discussion last night. Uh, my mom had tea time with some friends, and we got into the discussion of uh, just religion and ancient texts and history. And one thing that, like, I kind of brought up, and even my mom brought up, because we were, uh, one day, um, we were talking about the book of Enoch, and uh, my mom was reading some excerpts from the book of Enoch, and she was noticing how the descriptions of the chariots, 
were very similar to the descriptions of, well, the wheels, I should say specifically, were very similar to how the description of uh, the wheels used on the rovers that landed on Mars back in the early 2000s and again in the mid 2000s. And I was explaining to my mom, I was like, well, yeah, because NASA patented the design of the rovers based off of the descriptions in the book of Enoch. And, you know, one thing that I was kind of asking my mom and was kind of was trying to understand was like, why is it that there are multiple other books out there? Uh, However, the, the church refuses to acknowledge them or even discuss them uh, within uh, within um, you know within the church. I just I don't understand it, and uh, and I think what's funny about it is it in to, in me in my opinion, and this is something that I was kind of alluding to last night in our conversations was that uh, it 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 brings up the question of well you know. What are we really, you know, what, why are they obfuscating certain things to fit their narrative? Uh, and and it, it's something I think we should all kind of ask ourselves with anything uh, in life is, you know, the, the need to constantly make the narrative fit their interpretation, their desires. And, and that goes with anything, even with with uh religion and that was kind of one of the the debates that we were kind of having in terms of you know with with certain um religious texts you know how much of that uh how much of what is written is translated directly from god and how much of that is uh in a perspective from one person one specific narrative uh, and and that's something that I think we should all kind of ask because it's you know I don't know how many people out there knew about Adam's first wife Lilith. Uh, I see we got three people in the in the live stream. If you knew about Adam's first wife Lilith and about this story, please put a thumbs up. If you didn't, put a thumbs down. Because I'm curious to see how many people knew about her or have heard of this story. And it just kind of, it, it adds to the, to me personally, it just kind of adds to the mystery and the allure of the world that, you know, we are living in. Now, I looked up because I wanted, I was curious about that one author, uh, Dan Ben Amos, who was talking about the Alphabet of Ben Siri. Now I couldn't find the um, from Eden to Edna. Yeah, I couldn't find the specific um, text, but I found a specific abstract that talks about it, and I'll just read it to you guys real quick. It's from uh, Penn Libraries, uh, University of. Pennsylvania, uh, the scholarly commons. All right, it says, for centuries, paradise described in Genesis uh, 2-3 has been a formative myth 
in Judeo-Christian culture. The creation of the woman from Adam's rib, Genesis 2.21-23, both projected and validated women's inferior and secondary role in Western society. Wait, hold on. Let me read that again. The creation of women from Adam's rib, Genesis 2.21-2.23, both projected and validated woman's inferior and secondary role in Western society? Hold on, I gotta think about that for a second. You know, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this up on the screen for you guys to, to read as well. Because it, it might, you guys might benefit from reading it as well. Because that is a. Uh... My brain is still struggling to wrap its uh, to wrap around that one. Okay. For centuries, the paradise described in Genesis two three has been a formative myth in Judeo Christian culture. The creation of the woman from Adam's rib, Genesis two twenty one to two twenty three both projected and validated women's inferior and secondary role in Western society. I, I'm, I'm not, I, like, that is a weird statement. I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. That's a really weird statement. So is it, all right, let's continue. I'm going to continue. Therefore, the new interpretation of the Hebrew word, ooh, I'm not sure if I can, I'm going to try. Uh, stella, shifting its meaning from rib to uh, baklum, penal bone, which Alan Dundas and Zioni Zavet have proposed is nothing short of revolutionary. Shifting the mythic paradigm from a obscure derivation of women from man to her primary and equal role in protective bonding. With the insight analysis, Zavet and Dundas challenged a fundamental tenet of Judeo-Christian culture and a basic principle that has underscored social gender relations for generations. In recent public and academic discourse, these relations have been subject to intense examination, generating changes in the family and in public spaces of modern society. What may appear to be only what may appear to be a uh, pedantic uh, uh, philological hair-splitting argument 
is in fact a radical changes in mythic model for relations between men and women. Dundas and Zvet still recognize that in paradise, woman was created from man, but instead of sexual uh, neutral rib, their interpretation recasts this creation in concrete sexual terms that are the basis of human regeneration. Let me unpack this. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Oof. And that was, uh, this was posted uh, February 19th, 2019. Oh, man, that is. Oof, that's a lot. Man, that's that's really interesting. I'm not even that's something I'm gonna have to even think about. Might have to come back to that. <laughs> Take a second and, and and reflect on that. But that is really, really interesting. Oh man, this is really fascinating. So that kind of makes me wonder about the whole idea of of Lilith as this demon that, you know, hunts and eats, you know, infants, like, uh, was that, was she cast into that role as punishment for her independence? This is, it, it, that's really interesting. That is really interesting. I, I think for anyone out there, like, it's kind of like, it makes you kind of want to do more of a deep dive into like, yeah, because like, like I'm saying, like the whole, the way that the, the article kind of stated her as a feminist and the way this is kind of interpreting it, I'm kind of getting the sense of like, it's almost like you, like Lilith was like, I guess the first feminist, like the first independent woman. And like, she was punished for that. Like, I don't know if. Well, is it punishment? I that's like I guess it's up to interpretation or up to you know some more to further uh further research. And this whole also this whole connection of demons, like are, are we saying that or are they saying because I'm gonna I might may have to look into this more if that Lilith was one of the first demons to uh be created upon earth i mean it's it's really interesting i find it really interesting this is why i you know i've gone into just learning about ancient cultures and religions and just all this lost knowledge and, and these wonderful mysteries it just kind of makes you wonder what you know what more is out there to be interpreted and uncovered but I've I've always found this story of Lilith to be really interesting. Not only because I just you know I wonder what are um, what more can we uncover of her origins and you know what can be interpreted. Oh man, that is um, really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. I'll make sure to um, leave the the uh, link in the description box for anyone who's interested to 
read the article themselves and, and click on any of the hyperlinks. Um, but yeah, this was really, really cool. I just wanted to kind of put this out there. I've always thought that this was a really interesting concept and um, I really like this um, this website. They do a good job of with their um, citing their, their resources and just getting the points across and easy for people to digest. But uh, yeah, um, next live streams, um, we're going to talk about a um, an ancient um, text. I think it's only one page. And uh, it talks about Jesus Christ as a shape uh, a shapeshifter. I'm already working on the uh, the thumbnail for that one. Pretty excited. I don't know if you've noticed, but my thumbnail game has improved tremendously <laughs> and is less time consuming. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's going to be next topic. I think I might also do a topic on. Uh, Mary Magdalene, and um, what else do I got planned? Well, I'll be live streaming again Monday night for the Monday Mindset Rant, so keep an eye out for that, probably around 9, 10 o'clock. But uh, I'll make sure to let you guys know. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out for some more Ronin Perspectives coming in next week. And that's about it for now. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Lounge Ronin. Please make sure to hit that like button. And if you made it this far, leave a comment with your thoughts below and share this live stream with any like-minded individuals and anyone who's interested in such unique topics. And until next time, stay positive, stay focused, Stay true 